You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hi, welcome to the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes, and this is... Amanda McEwen. And we are super excited to have our very first manpreneur guest. His name is... Brent McKay. <laughs> there should be some mad applause happening right yes. now. There should be some mad applause. Let's get that applause yeah. and sound effects, Ooh, please. Listen to that. Ooh, it sounds so good. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> And like a slow fade right here, just uh, keeping it classy. Yeah. It's good. And it fades out. Yeah. Hi, Brent Mukai. Hello. We're super excited to have you as our, our first manpreneur guest. Our first manpreneur. I think most of you know because we talked to him through our episodes a fair amount of time. But Brent Mukai is also our producer. He's been a sounding board for us for, since the very beginning of how do you do a podcast? Because Brent Mukai has a Brent Mukai podcast, so who better to educate us than the guy who has his very own? And he's an improv specialist and a voice actor, and there's probably a whole you all can, around good guy. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'll and, take it. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's some pretty good titleage right there. And you're and you're a good hugger. I just want to add that in. One of the best. <laughs> One people of the tell best me huggers. that. People tell me that. You know, solid, solid. Keeping it humble, but like people. T- People say it. People say it. People say it. Oh, good hug. <laughs> and that's why I'm keeping the two huggers on the other side of yeah. the table. So <laughs> these two can hug each other, and I'm just going to sit here and yep. slink away to the side. We'll hug later. And we could even maybe high five later, too. That sounds good. I'm all for all Amanda, of that. Amanda's not into any of that over on her side of the table, but that's <laughs> fine. But it's it's good. She's she's true to herself. We got to love that about her. Yeah. I love it. And you know what? I don't care. You don't give a hoot? I don't give a hoot. <laughs> It's really funny that you should mention that. How how interesting the the timing of that statement because we have a really interesting topic today. Would you like to share with our amazing viewers and listeners about what the topic of today is? Yes, because we're keeping it clean on this podcast. The the topic is stop giving a hoot. Stop give less hoots in a way. And if you don't know what the word I'm depositing hoot into for, then ask your mom and dad, <laughs> and they may or may not tell you. So that's good. That's really good. Way to clean it up. What it, you're a class act. I'm keeping it classy, you know. You're a smart owl. <laughs> oh, we're, one, we're going the pun route today. One wise owl yeah. sitting here. Well, look and at your shirt I, today. I, I do have to mention we we didn't. I didn't know what the substitute word was going to be until I got here. I just happened to bring my one and only owl shirt with me. And so it just seemed appropriate. Timing just works out. We're, we're talking about hoots or not giving hoots, and now I have to wear my owl shirt. Is that, is that serendipitous or synchronistic? Ooh, maybe Ooh. both. Ooh. I, I, I like serenchristic. That sounds like a name. It does sound like a name. It's called Serenchristic, and I ask her. Serenchristic, what do you (laughs) think? Thank you. I think think it's good. So tell me about this whole thought process. I want to know about about giving less hoots. Okay. I just feel like throughout most – because, I mean, a little bit of backstory, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come from the world of improv. Right. I – we met – Years ago, you are my mentor currently, and uh, uh, I I have said this on record many times, but I will say it on the permanent record. Uh, I owe everything to you, Melissa Oh, my goodness. And uh, uh, I'm living my dream now, loving what I'm doing. And what I 
what I see is people that come through the studio and because I now teach at the voice actor studio, right? Um, yeah. People who come through, they, they care too much. Yeah. And that can be a dangerous situation to be in. I feel like there's, I feel like there's a point where you can be smart, but then the danger of that is you then start, I'm hitting the microphone. Mm -hmm. Podcast expert here, hitting the microphone. I do it all the time, but I'm not an expert, so. <laughs> not yet. But that's, um, that's why I traded mics with you. Oh, it's perfect. the whole reason. Yeah, I'm just karate chopping microphones over here. Although something could uh, happen over here with this one. It's still early in the episode. We don't know what might happen. Right. Brent, Brent and I are gonna kung fu fight later. <laughs> I wanna hear some sound effects like <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, for those of you who can't, who are not watching this, I'm Asian, so it's fine for me to say that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so a common improv principle, right, is that is that failure is embraced as a part of the process of improv. Uh, typically, if you watch anything improv related, um, you'll notice the funniest parts is when something fails or goes wrong but then everybody embraces it together as opposed to uh, standing there <laughs> all apart and then saying, ha, you failed, you suck, right? Uh, when failure is embraced all together, then, then it turns into laughter and it turns into a reward in improv. So over and over, uh, what I preach to people when I'm teaching improv is, you know, feel free to fail. And I feel like if you are caring too much, if you're giving too many hoots, Right. If you if you are a hoot giver, <laughs> then you only have so many hoots to give. So give a hoot about the things that are important. Right. Yeah. Like doing your taxes. <laughs> you kind of need to really care about. That. Right. I like how he's looking yeah, at you I, for that. Well, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> Tax girl over here. But yeah, there, there are more repercussions to not doing your taxes than there are making a mistake in an improv group. Right. Or making yeah. a mistake or, or 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 trying to think too hard about what these specs in voice acting mean, mm. or like, what, how do I, oh, what if I, what, what if I email this client in this certain, like, what should I, it, it's paralyzing. Yep, yep. It's paralyzing, and, and I think that, you know, all these people, a lot of people can, can put out a class and, you know, kind of be like, here's the best way, and here's the, here's the next, and here's the best way, and you can fall down this rabbit hole of your, you're worried so much about doing it right, you're not doing anything at all. Right. No, we, we get in our own heads, that's for sure. And I think that when you're interpreting a script or you're doing, a, you know, going through your creative process, uh, you don't want to forget to have fun. You don't want to forget to mm -hmm. just uh, enjoy the the work, enjoy what you're doing um, and not getting so hung up on the technique or the uh, what you think somebody else wants. Um, or well, a, yeah, a oh, completely made up timeline. Like I need to accomplish this by this date and if I don't, I'm just gonna give up. Absolutely. Because I've you know, mm. i I've talked before about, I don't believe in the five year, 10 year plan, which everybody assumes that I do because I'm the detail person and I'm very meticulous in what I do. Mm -hmm. But a plan like that to me is so limiting because now you're saying I can only do the things that are on this path, and if I veer away from it, somehow I failed. Yeah. But sometimes there's an opportunity over that's nowhere on the path that you're on, but it's way better. And I, I always believe in being open to that. And so what if that means I have to abandon this thing that I spent all this time thinking this is what I wanted to do? Right. Maybe this thing over here is going to be better. It's rigidity. It's yeah. too. It's, there's too much. 
you know, it's it's Bruce Lee, right? He's like the way to again, I'm Asian. Uh, the way to <laughs> I look right in the camera for y'all. Um, you know, be like water. Mm -hmm. Be like water because right. it can shape and mold into whatever is necessary and whatever mm -hmm. is needed. So you know, he always thought. Well, I guess this applies to business and kung fu, right? <laughs> It's always good when something applies to business and kung fu. I mean, that's that's way, that's right. well rounded right there. We have two things: business and kung fu. Uh, that's and, my new podcast coming out. And a little bit of stuff in between, you know. <laughs> business, business and kung, kung fu, and a little bit of rock and roll. <laughs> yes. But you know, I was going to add to what Amanda just said, and and honestly, it's like when you're on one path, and then you know, you know, you decide another, you know, you come to a fork in the road and it's time to head another way or whatever. Um, it, you're still a sum total of all of your experiences. Mm -hmm. So you had to go through what you went through to get to that point to go to the next place. Mm -hmm. So just embrace it and be happy it happened, you know, and, and don't always slap labels on stuff. Right. People Good, bad, whatever. calling it like a waste of time. Right. Right. But it's like, it's never a waste of time mm -hmm. if you learn something from it. Right. Yep, we're in a constant state of growth. Hopefully, with right, we definitely hope so. Yeah, yeah. and e even mistakes. Mistakes help you learn and grow and figure out. And sometimes mistakes just kind of take you to that next step anyway. And you realize, right. okay, well, I did something this way this time. It didn't work. What are my options now? I can try a different way. Yeah. Or maybe I want to try something else. Like, yep. You know, and we hear when we started this podcast, we talked to you a lot and found out that most people stop make, doing their podcast within about a month. Yeah, and it's like they get into it, they're excited, and then they realize, oh, I, I have to do the work. It, it takes a lot of work to do it, and they they just give up. When sometimes, you know, like going back to your your tax thing, just because it, it makes sense, the IRS gives you two years that your business can lose money. They they just assume that at least your first two years, you you might operate at a loss because that's how businesses are built. You're figuring things out. You're it's making really nice of them. That is that's very nice and of it's, them. It's actually they not, sound a lot like my mom. <laughs> 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 We're just gonna assume this is gonna fail. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's two out of any five years can be a loss, so it doesn't have to be the first two. But a lot of times. In those, that, those initial steps, you're making the investment, you're learning, you're growing, figuring out what works, what doesn't work. And then something happens maybe in that third year and suddenly everything just explodes and now all of the hard work is paying off. But if you would have given up in that first year and just said, I, I didn't make any money, like I actually mm -hmm. lost money on this, this isn't going to work, you lose faith in yourself and your abilities and just the whole process again about timing and how things work out. But you know, sometimes you just have to keep going. You do need to know when to stop, but not having instant success right away with everything, that's not yeah. a reason to give up in what you're doing. And even worse to me, right? Even the, the thing that you just described, that's, that's better than, than never getting started mm -hmm. because you're telling yourself no before you yeah. even begin. Mm -hmm. And that's so much of, of, mm. of giving so many hoots. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to say that as me laugh many every times time. as possible. Um, I'm handcuffed, not being able to swear. I, I, like, I, know, I, love, I know, I love potty mouth stuff. This is going to be the people. biggest challenge for Brent. I know. Um, uh, but you're doing uh, a great job. Thank you. We're really proud much. of you. Uh, right at the end, I'm just like, hey. It's going to be a Thanks so much. Right? <laughs> but I, 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 you know, and, and you you teach. I mean, you both teach. And you, you both work with so many different people. I think that, I think we all know somebody who says, oh, I, I can't do this before they even mm -hmm. get started. And it's like, yeah. You're denying yourself that that chance, mm -hmm. yeah. you yeah. know. And how do you know until you try it? 
Yeah. Because too many people believe that what they want is impossible. And I, I hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. oh, I'll, I'll never have enough money. I'll never have enough time. I just don't have enough support. There's always these reasons and they're self-limiting. They're all in your head because you, you can create all these things. You can find ways to make money or to create more time for yourself, more space. Mm -hmm. Find a way to do what's important to you. But a lot of people, I, th I think it's this, the success that scares them. Sometimes happiness is scary for people. I think people they, are also afraid of failure. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, well, if I, if I don't even try, then I, I at least have a reason why it didn't work. And we can just as easily as we're telling ourselves all the things we can't do, we can just as easily tell ourselves that we can do them. Mm -hmm. um, and isn't it interesting that it's so much easier to say no or can't than it is to say, yes, mm -hmm. I can. You know, it reminds me of your yes and, um, yes and thing that you you teach in improv. And I love that. That is complete. Do you know what yes and is? I, I do. How do you know? You well, tell improv? I know you. I know Marcus. I used to watch uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes. <laughs> and it's and fantastic. There we go. Yeah. Yes, and. We're, we're yeah. building. Well, because the second you say no, it's mm -hmm. over. You're yeah. giving the, the next person has nothing to work with at that point. Right. They have to. Now you have mm -hmm. to keep creating something right. new. For those of you who don't know what yes and is, it's the principle of improv that says that uh, as long as the people are in agreement and adding on, so it happens in two parts. One is the yes, which is I agree with what you just said, and which is forcing you to then add your own perspective on it. You can go back and forth with any amount of people doing yes and and create infinite amounts. But the second somebody says no, mm -hmm. that's when you hit a wall. And yeah. I, I think that that applies so much to life because too many people are, again, they're, they're saying no. A buddy of mine once told me this and it changed my life. He said, um, if you look for every reason not to do something, you'll always find more than enough reasons. But if you look for even one reason to do something, then you will, all, then you will find it and know that that's enough. I love that. And what would happen if we changed our internal dialogue uh, to everything being yes and Yes. And <laughs> right. I mean, that that's a that's a imagine the possibilities there. If if every no but turned into a yes and right. holy cow. And, and even when you're talking about that, I, I always when I'm, you know, it's hard to teach people how to follow your instincts or your intuition. Yeah. But it's one of those things. I think the obvious part is when there's just something that's constantly nagging at you. I need to do this. I need to do this. But what you just said, like if you're also looking for reasons not to do something, mm -hmm. th that a lot of times is is a, is a sign that what you want, you really want to do it. You're trying to talk yourself out of it. You want to do it, but like let's come. You're actively trying to find reasons not to. That's the fear speaking. Mm -hmm. It's you know I really want to do this thing. I, I want to do it so much, but uh, what why why is it a bad idea? Let me come up with all the reasons not to because yeah. it's it's easier to not do it than just to, to take the leap. And this is, yeah. I mean, this, this is instinctual. That is instinctual. Mm -hmm. The no, the fear, all of that is, is more instinctual than people give value to. So, I mean, if you're listening at home and you're like, oh, I do that. And you're, you know, you have that awareness and the self-awareness to see that, then I want you to understand and know that that's something that we are inherently born with as human mm -hmm. beings, because it was an evolutionary, I and mean, this is part of my improv thing, it was an evolutionary trait that developed because the people who said, oh, you know what? I want to go. I, I don't want to just hang out in the same place I've been hanging all day. Let's just go explore this dark cave that could be filled with monsters. Those people all died eventually. And then the people who were like, no, I'm cool just chilling, being the exact same way 
all the time. Those people survived over generations and generations. But now we're at a point where we don't have to worry about, you know, if I go to Costco, no. There could be some luck to Costco. Have, have you gone there on a weekend? <laughs> yeah. During, during their fairs that oh, they have in the park. Especially that room where you can go in for like get to get dairy and like the cold stuff. I don't know what really happens in there, but. They have a great deal on four saber tooth tigers right yeah. now. But they only sell them in bulk. It's a whole pack of them, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you never, but now we don't have to worry about that as much, but we still have that mm. inherent fear and that yeah. all of that yeah. same instinct goes someplace yeah. and don't you know don't let don't let the fact that you're don't let your humanity get in the way of your happiness right yeah it's interesting because you it, it is generational like I was talking to my dad today it's his birthday and Aww. you know he oh. worked from for the same company retired from that company and we were talking about that a little bit because that just to me the idea of working in the same company for decades it doesn't sound like fun and it's not an option for people of our generation. Like that pension and retirement has all gone away yeah. for the most part. And there's just so many opportunities now to where, you know, he sees me as a more of a risk taker because I try new things, but I have that ability to, because there were people like him that stayed put and, and, you know, made this one trail and now there are different opportunities for the rest of us. And it's, you know, uh, it was triggered by somebody else I just talked to recently who's been, you know, works this job and hates the job. Right. Every day for 14 years that he's worked there, hates the job, but that's where he's going to work until he can't work there anymore just because it's, it's stability. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's stability. And, it's, and to me, that's just, I can't imagine <laughs> spending every day for that many years just being unhappy. I, I, yeah. that's unacceptable. Plus to the me. world changed. The, the world did change. Yeah. yeah. And I, a word popped in my head a couple of times when you guys were talking and the word is risk. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you take a risk by taking that leap and trying something that you've really been curious about or passionate about. But you also take a, a risk, in my opinion, an even mm -hmm. greater risk by just staying the same. The and risk of missing out on the all the greatness that's out there. The Not risk of missing, you, no, yeah. the risk of missing out on all of the possibilities. Mm -hmm. I mean, because there are so many and so many people are crazy talented. I mean, they have all these super skills that they they don't really realize or they discount or they're like, oh yeah, this amazing ability to paint and draw. Oh, it's, it's no big deal. It's just a hobby. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, or that's just one example that popped in my head, but we all have so many abilities and, and we're, we're multi-layered, multi-faceted. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, just I, I don't, don't, don't let all that go to waste. Right. I, I think that's a brilliant, you know, thing to bring up because not a lot, everybody can think about the risk of failure, but what's greater to me is the risk of living a life unhappily. Mm, yeah. Yes. Of unhappiness, like just for yeah. forever or in perpetuity, yeah. like. Because life is so short. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really is. Even if you, you know, you're lucky enough to, to live a very long life, it's, did you accomplish everything? Did you really squeeze every moment out of life that you could? Or, yeah. And that, like, it's been on my mind a lot lately, just a lot of things as, you know, timing happens and things come up. And it's, yeah, I, I always kind of stop every now and then to question, am, am I making the most? I feel like I take advantage of every opportunity. Yeah. And I, I, I'm very actively making sure that I do that. But there's always those thoughts. But but am I doing enough? And is there more? Am I missing out on something else? And right. But it's I, I just have that, yeah, that drive. Like, I need well, to know. I need to know what else is going to happen. Not to sound like 
morbid or whatever. But I mean, imagine being in that moment, like those last moments of your life and reflecting back and, Mm -hmm. you know, would you want your last thoughts to be, I wish I would have, or, oh my gosh, you know, um, I'm so glad that I did. And it's about the experiences and the moments and, um, and, and just, proving to yourself what you're capable of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, it's exciting. Cause when you do surprise yourself, it, there's such a gift in that. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> wow, that was amazing. You know, <laughs> like it's I kind of a rush. And, um, but yeah, I just think I, you know, this, this is a gift. This time that we have here is mm-hmm. a gift and, um, it's just enjoy it, you know, and, and be a part of the party, you know, <laughs> Right. And it, and it, listen, if you are a person who does work a nine to five and paints in your spare time, but you love every minute of that, that's fine. Yeah. The, I think that the happiness is the happiness is like the big motivator, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah. In no way are we right. saying like, quit your job right oh, now yeah. and go be a, you know. And, and also making the most out of life doesn't always mean you're out there and active and drive, you know, running yourself down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and take enjoying the every every moment means you're going to spend an entire day on the couch with with friends or with your relationship or whatever you're just going to hang out and not do anything productive but that's going to be the best day that you've had in a while i was i was just reading an article about happiness versus contentment uh, and them being synonymous basically Mm -hmm. because if if you are feeling content you're feeling whole you're feeling fulfilled in your life um that's a beautiful thing and uh just the comfort of your routine you know or the structure of your life that you've set up for yourself there's a lot of beauty just in that so if you're feeling uh, content or you're happy in what you're doing i mean more power to you just in, you know bask in that um i do think that it's always a good idea to continue to grow and challenge yourself even in small ways but um i really think contentment is is a really big part of um just success in life you know is if you're feeling content and joyful and and just ah you're in a good spot and it's we talk about this all the time but it's subjective so what causes what's contentment for you clearly everybody who's listened or watched listened to or watched this podcast knows doesn't mean that's going to be contentment for me yeah but that's what you and that's why it's so important to not give so many hoots about what other people think just because something is fun or you're content doing what you're doing that's maybe not right for me because you know yourself yes and i don't begrudge you for your weird tastes but (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding whatever we all know that i am the weird one of the bunch and that's okay what's crazy is everybody I feel like either falls on one side of the coin but I feel like everybody's a combination absolutely absolutely do we have like t-shirts who's an Amanda and who's a Melissa (laughs) we should we should they'd be yellow and orange oh Mozart McCune mine would be mine would have sunshines on them of course they and are you saying mine would be darkness? Like, no, yours would be, be yours would be gray and turquoise stripes. <laughs> this is the second time that you've told me that something about me being turquoise. I always think of turquoise in you some, for some reason, my, my like aura. teal. It's a yeah. very pretty blue. Yeah, thank I'm you. just saying. I'll anyway, take it. But, but, but my whole point was that if you care so much about what other people are doing to be happy, yeah. you're missing out. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter 
I, w I want every happiness for you, Brent, and for you, Melissa, but it doesn't matter to me what makes you happy as long as you're doing what makes you happy. Yeah. It doesn't have to, I, I don't have to understand why. I, you know, maybe you're at home doing Kung Fu, I, which is great. And I would like to see that actually. I would love, oh man, I wish I was doing that. But Well, the last time I was peeking in your windows, <laughs> I believe you were doing Kung Fu. <laughs> I, I, I'll just leave it there. When I was a child, I uh, <laughs> I would take a plastic bag and keep it up in the air by doing Kung Fu moves. That was fantastic. Wow. That was what made me happy. I just. Uh, but, and that's kind of what it is. And I think there's part of us that needs to always chase that childish freedom. Yeah. But then when you were a kid and you didn't have the weight of the world and yes. all these responsibilities, what yeah. can we do as an adult that, did I just say that right? It sounded weird in my head, but what no. can we do as adults that's that much fun? Yeah. That's so carefree. Where we're not taking life or ourselves too seriously. Right. Yeah. While still, I mean, you can still be responsible yeah. and you still have to do the work there. You always, no matter what, have to do the work, but Amanda also recommends paying your taxes. I, yeah. I do recommend paying it's your taxes. Also, it's one of it's in balance. It's that's fine. all it is. I mean, we'll do it if we have to, right. but it's, I, not, I, it's not our favorite. That's my favorite thing, though. Is like, here's the like the world is like so concerned with like taxes and and and, and you know and business. I gotta be a businessman. Here's my briefcase. Look at me go. Right. right? Like right. that's so well, much of the world that people forget the other yes. side of it. And you need to balance it out with like, sometimes you just got to take a plastic bag, throw it up in the air and do Kung Fu moves to keep it up, right? And yeah. make the noises, <laughs> right? And imagine yes. that you're fighting like an actual bunch of villains. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah. That's why, you know, this, this podcast for us, it's not stuffy business because business is fun. And I know bookkeeping and taxes, blah, boring. It, that's not the fun part of it. But if you get that stuff, taken care of right. then you can do all the fun things and the fun things are the the freedom and just doing what you love every day on your own terms mm -hmm. and not having to work a schedule that doesn't make sense for your life and follow the rules that somebody else set probably decades ago that don't make sense anymore you're taking control of your own life and that's so important so many people don't do that and i think it's the, they don't understand that they have the ability to do that because yeah. nobody ever taught them that you you can do things right. you have to work for them but you can go do whatever you want to do well we're such a product too of our environments mm -hmm. and you know what we've learned learned behaviors you know mm -hmm. things that we've just other people have taught us and um whether it's the household we grew up in or just you know the people we've we've worked closely with closely with, gone to school with, et cetera. So we're super influenced by, you know, everyone around us, whether we want to be or not, it's, it's the truth. But when somebody throws out an idea, like you're saying, like, you know, you can totally do it differently. You can, you know, it's like, what paradigm shift? Like, what do you mean? Um, and you know, just that whole idea from even, you know, starting your own business or working from home, or you don't have to do a nine to five. Or I know a lot of people nowadays are saying like, uh, you know, no, I, I'd like to have at least a day I can work from home. And they're mm -hmm. like presenting these ideas to employers and stuff like that, or, or more, even more than that. Right. Um, or even just asking yourself, even just taking one second out of your day and asking yourself, yep. what's going to make me happy? What makes me happy? What brings me joy? Yeah. Maybe, maybe make a joy list. <laughs> <laughs> and at the top of the list, put make a joy list so you can cross it off. <laughs> and I, I intentionally... <laughs> 
another reason, if, you, if you're not, if you're listing only, my facial expression right now while these guys are hugging is Brent totally oh, here. Take that audio, like, listeners. We hugged oh. and you can't watch it because you're not watching this. So they can feel it. Get on YouTube, YouTube y'all. Watch how uncomfortable I am and how... Just how sad I am at the idea of a joy list and crossing make hey. a joy list off of the to do. I just so much. Hey, yeah. I'm you know, not taking it too seriously right here. Right. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just she's playing. not giving no hoots. She, I'm, I'm giving, hoot, I'm giving zero hoots right now. No hoots. I, zero hoots given to commend, whether or not Amanda likes my joy list idea. <laughs> and I commend you for that. But I know, I know you do. I appreciate it. I mean, you shouldn't, you shouldn't care. We, we all just have our way. <laughs> And it's a it's a good thing that we do. Yeah, you know. I mean, <laughs> the world would be very boring if we were all the same. It really would be. And as you said something about we we're not taught that we can do these things, and sometimes maybe somebody just wants one day off a week. Yeah. But again, people get paralyzed in that fear, and they don't ever ask for it. Yeah. And you don't ever get the things you don't ask for. But so many people, that's the, the piece that stops. Is that I'm not going to ask for that raise. I'm not going to ask for that flexibility. It's I really want to go see my kid in this play, but I'm scared to ask for the time off. And and you shouldn't be afraid of of your daily life. What's the worst thing that's going to mm -hmm. happen? Yeah. If, you know, if, if you ask. Or and if, if it's you... not a saber-toothed tiger eating you, then it's worth asking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stay out of that cave. Because yeah. <laughs> if, if they say no, no, yeah. you can't work from home one day. Okay, if you still have your job, great. But maybe that's going to inspire you to go look for another better job where they're going to understand that your time offers value. And if you have that time to go time off to go do something yeah. or just to be at home and be more comfortable and productive, you're actually a better employee to them because now you're happier. And when you're happier, you're more motivated. It's all good things. It is all good stuff. It just kind of uh, piles on top of each other, right. all of those ideas. If you're listening to this, because I, 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 if you're listening to this and you are like, I was not raised in a household where things were, you know, told to me that I could do these things and that there wasn't support. I'm telling you, I have great empathy for you mm -hmm. because I have Asian parents that were very much like any career in an artistic endeavor, anything that's not being a doctor or a businessman, which they never clarified what that was. Now that <laughs> but it was like, not you had a briefcase. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> son, here's a briefcase, go off to school, you know? Um, um, the, you know, you, these, these are learned things. And I learned them through improv because that, because being surrounded and forced to say yes and starts to affect your brain. And it starts mm -hmm. to allow you to have the freedom to use your imagination, to really look inward, to really develop this sense of positivity and embracing uh, uh, the things that seem scary, even though there's failure involved, right? For me, that was, that was my religion, was improv. And that mm -hmm. changed my life. And if you are saying, I don't think I can change. I'm telling you right now, you can, mm -hmm. but you have to ask yourself these questions. And yep. it starts with like the happiness. Yep. And one of my favorite quotes is, uh, what is insanity or what's the definition of insanity? And it's doing the same thing every day and expecting different results. Um, so if you're wanting a different result, you gotta, you gotta switch it up. You gotta do something different. You gotta do something a little scary, like go to an improv class. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people walk in and they're like, I'm here. I'm absolutely 
terrified, Mm -hmm. but I'm here. And I'm like, you're here and you're going to have a lot of fun. And then I've heard people say afterward, that's the best thing I've done all year. Mm -hmm. That's the fun, you know, the most fun I've had. I learned something about myself, you know, and that's just one example of taking an improv class. But um, man, we just, I think we just put a lot in our minds. Like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And you know, we, we make things really big. Yeah. And, and we do all have the ability to change. Just because we were raised one day doesn't mean now we're sentenced to a life of that. That's who you were yesterday. And that's that happens a lot. But like you were saying before, every step along the way, it, it helps craft who we are and where we end up. But we can control that. We can change that. It's creating new habits. And it's very, I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. You don't just become a different person overnight. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's important to you and you, your own happiness is important, you want to take the steps to change your habits. And there's, there are ways you can reprogram your brain. Yeah. And it, it's important. But it, everybody has that ability to change. We're, we're not trapped. Because, you know, if you made one mistake in your life or a hundred mistakes, okay, that's in the past. That's not who you are today. Right. right. And and because in who you were yesterday doesn't have to be who you are today or tomorrow. Um, one thing I was thinking as you were talking too was just the words personal development, personal growth. And there are so many tools and resources and blogs and, you know, motivational speakers. And I mean, people who, who really teach like tangible how-to tools to really change your life and recraft and, and you know, um, they ask those really deep introspective questions and help you really look for those answers because um, it's not easy to change habits, it, especially if somebody just, you know, suggests, well, you know, change your habits. Well, okay, that's a great idea, but how do I how do I do that? How do I deconstruct everything I've been doing? Mm-hmm. But I think taking it upon yourself to seek out tools and resources um, and people who can really help you um, do a lot of reading. Watch mm-hmm. YouTube is like a ton of of awesome. You know how to change your habits. You could just put that in the mm-hmm. in the World Wide Web, and a whole <laughs> lot of things will pop up. And people's people talk so much about the negative effects of social media, right? Everybody's quick to jump on the bandwagon of that, but without addressing the fact that there are groups out there. There's like Facebook groups. There's Mm -hmm. like whole groups dedicated to helping spread a positivity mindset Mm -hmm. and motivation groups and all of the, the, there's so much out there now in an unprecedented way that there never has been Mm -hmm. before that it's again, if if you look for all of the bad, you you can find yeah. that. Yeah. But if you look for the good, right? Yeah. Man, how much how much better does your life become? Right. right. What you think about is what you bring about. <laughs> Melissa loves also, quotes. I'm a quote girl today. She I'm is. the I, I'm a I'm the moats quotes. Moats right. quotes. Toads so moats good. quotes over here. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's getting, my coffee's kicking in. It's hashtag, everybody, it's, hashtag. It's, it's kicking in. But no, I, real quick too, I just want to throw out a couple of uh, people I find to be very inspirational and I've learned a lot from is, I love Rachel Hollis. She's got two really great books out. One is called Girl, Wash Your Face. The other one's called Girl, Stop Apologizing. Um, and both of them are really great and they're both very different books. And I 
loved them both. Um, another really great one I've talked about before is You Are a Badass. And I'm um, sitting next to a couple of badasses right here. And uh, also, uh, I also really enjoy um, the teachings of Mr. Tony Robbins because he is not just motivational, but he does give like break it down kind of tools. So those are a few of my faves. Do you have any faves? Yeah, my number one guy is um, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. my personal favorite i I just i'm drawn to the way he swears the way he talks but i'm drawn to a lot of his ideas and like you know the the things that he talks about are like be kind and give first and be a giving human being because that's ultimately you know that that's the best way to start any type of relationship or and hopefully form any type of relationship um to serve others right if you are in the service of others and i've always uh i've always believed that i've always thought that um, I've consistently believed that, but then, you know, you go through life and then people tell you things like, oh, you know, don't, you know, don't let people take advantage of you, or there should be a limit to the giving. And, you know, there's all of these things. And it's like, no, 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 no. I think I had it right as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the way that I used to think of it before was I want to be kind and like good right. things happen. Right. Mm-hmm. You get reprogrammed. At, at times yeah. life life kicks in and then you have to start working and there's so many different voices in your head so i think it's great to you know read books and look for that inspiration from other people it's very helpful to get different perspectives i also am of the belief that so much of the answers come from inside but you yes. have to it's really hard sometimes for a lot of people to go in there and to really think okay i am having this reaction right now why and that question why, because a lot of times we don't question why we act a certain way or why we feel a certain way. It's We're really quick to take that action and say, well, it's the fault of somebody else or this situation caused me to feel this way. It's like, mm-hmm. but why? Mm-hmm. Or was it really that other person? Or is there a fear inside that you're now projecting onto them? Or, you know, there, there's a lot of answers inside, but it's, it's scary it, to it's, go there. Because yeah. yeah, what really. you find might not mm-hmm. be right. might not be the best and then, and then you have to might might maybe have to admit that the problem is you. Right. Ah, ah, and, oh, and then what do you do? And then, then you, you can uh, fix it. Then you can then fix you it. Can fix it. But it's it starts with the inner in, yeah. with looking inwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another another great thought provoking book that I Ooh. I've read that I really enjoy is called Solve for Happy by Mo Gadet. Okay. He's a Egyptian dude came uh, to America became one of Google's top analysts. And essentially, at Google, what they do is they, which I think you'll both love this idea, what they do is they take moonshots. Mm-hmm. They, they call them moonshots and they say, instead of trying to build up to these little things, instead of trying to incrementally do this to build, which is what every other person does, what we're going to do is we're going to come up with the idea and release that out into the world and then figure out mm-hmm. backwards engineer how to yeah. work that. So yep. the Google car... Mm-hmm. Right. The, the whole self-sufficient, self-driving car, that's a moonshot. They announced it. Everybody was like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But they announced it so that they could go backwards. And his moonshot was he was going to figure out a, a, a mathematical way and approach to break down happiness mm. into an equation. Wow. Oh, that's cool. The happiness equation. Yeah. Yeah. Solve for Solve happy. Solve for happy. I like that. Phenomenal book. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I'm going to read it. Yeah, immediately, it, it fits my number nerd in, you know, it's, it's like exciting a perfect combination. Yeah. Something for everybody. Yeah. Yes. We're all about balance here. <laughs> 
that's where I got the whole the whole going backwards and you know the instant because I, I you never think about it but like oh yeah instinctually we're predisposed to to fear stuff mm-hmm. we're we're predisposed to give a lot of hoots exactly. <laughs> and I, I I thought of an example um just a very random example of me not giving a hoot at Ooh. all recently mm-hmm. in a, in a Ooh. moment that I was very scared. Let's, let's talk this about it. It's yeah. dangerous. Okay. I could have been eaten. Yeah. You could have been <laughs> well, For real. No, for real. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying. You can you tell your story, but I'm just, there I mean, was a safety factor no, built no, in. No, you, you took that thing off off, and, and still did it. Well, one, yeah. of, my, one of my biggest fears <laughs> is being eaten by a shark or even being, being bitten by a shark. I've just always been super freaked out about sharks. And um, I was recently on vacation down in Florida and my niece and I, we decided that we wanted to rent a paddleboard and just go out right off the beach, like go out and just stand together and paddleboard. And I was like, yeah, I got this, I can do this. My niece is with me and she's 13 and she totally is putting all her faith and trust in me that we're gonna stand up on this thing together and do a great job and it's gonna be awesome. And so, and I've paddle boarded a whole bunch, but not really out on the Gulf where it's, you know, got the waves going and the wind and other things. I mean, it's usually pretty still here in Las Vegas on our <laughs> little fake lakes that we get to paddle board on. But anyway, I was, I had a lot of fear inside and I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm going out here on a paddleboard and, you know, I kind of look like a seal right now, you know, that's what they you say, look don't like look a like a seal. Because you've got a paddleboard paddle looks and like a seal. A paddleboard oh, okay. looks like a seal and I'm doing this and you I'm on the way chose the most out. seal looking thing to do. I was looking very seal-like and I was scared <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give a hoot right yeah. now about these sharks possibly swimming underneath me. Mm-hmm. I am going to stand up on this paddleboard like a boss. And if I fall in this water, I'm going to laugh about it. I'm going to have fun and I'm not going to worry. And you know what? I fell off that paddleboard probably 15 times with my niece. And uh, I live to talk about it. I was going to say, did, did you get eaten by a shark? No. She only lost one foot. On I shark, only lost one fortunate. foot. And the, thankfully, I had another foot. <laughs> yeah, back up. Back up fine. foot. Back up foot. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting around a little slower these days. <laughs> <laughs> now people call me Hoppy <laughs> instead of Happy. <laughs> a favorite beer. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I snuck that one under. That was really good. It took me a one. second. I was like, oh, yeah, hoppy beer. Good. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so anyway, a little delayed reaction on that for my brain. But anyway, I was I was uh, truly scared and truly fearful for real. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Just let it go. Just let it go and just get out of your head and just have fun and be on this paddleboard and stop thinking about what you're afraid of and just embrace this moment with your niece on this paddleboard. And I have to say that was one of my most favorite moments of our vacation was paddleboarding with her. when you're talking about business, how many people die from trying to start a business? Like you fall off of your paddleboard, you get eaten by a shark. That's a real danger. Yeah. But not succeeding at business your first try, is yeah. that like you're not going to, in most cases, I, I don't want to say it never happens, but right. for most of us, we're not going to die if our business doesn't succeed right away. Right. It's not, I mean, it's a different level of fear, sure. 
and, and there are things like money and, and there's different stresses that come into it that are much different than being eaten by a shark. Yeah. But well, my business is teaching monkeys how to use swords. So, well, <laughs> his, <laughs> his first kung fu thing didn't kung work fu, out. Kung fu Sorry, monkey. Let's, let's not say no business. <laughs> um, right. Well, but, well, Brent, Brent's kung fu monkeys. <laughs> they could lead to death. <laughs> That's oh, a great one. Oh my gosh. We're just coming up with all kinds of stuff for you. We're all so Brilliant witty. Ideas. I like how we congratulate ourselves for our <laughs> Hey. Sometimes our you, you have to. I know. Sometimes you have to take pride in what you do and, and put it out there and just say, yeah, I did that. I accomplished that. I faced my fear. I overcame it. I succeeded. We gotta tell ourselves some nice things sometimes and not just worry so much about what we're not doing. Right, right. What you just said and what Melissa just said to me is like, you're building, this is a muscle. Mm -hmm. Stop, yeah. stopping, you know, giving into the fear and just saying, you know, I'm going to do this anyway. That's a muscle that gets developed. Right. Telling yourself positive things, yeah. you know, and, and positive reinforcement, that's a muscle. Mm -hmm. So it's like the, the, the second that you start realizing, okay, doing little things, right? These little things that I can do, which is, you know, stand in front of a mirror and the positive, I don't do that, but like, <laughs> I, I understand why people do that. But yeah. Do you have little post-it notes on your mirror that tell you how great you are? No, I don't. Great does. Kung Fu move. Yeah. Brent Mukai, is that what your post-it would say? I'm just kidding. I'm I just would. Kidding. <laughs> no, but I don't my, have any, I don't have any post-it notes on my mirrors, just saying. Mine would just be a karate hand coming yeah. at me. <laughs> All right. Of, but, uh, uh, it, you know, this is all learnable things. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all, it's all not giving a hoot, right? Stopping, like overthinking and realizing in the moment, mm -hmm. having the awareness to realize in the moment when you are overthinking it, like that comes with practice. Okay. You, yeah, because you can just as easily as you can't. And it's just maybe starting with those small things and flexing that muscle that you're talking about mm -hmm. until it really becomes second nature for you. And then you can start exercising that muscle flexing on those bigger things that scare you. But start with small stuff. What's one thing that you would say to people if they said, hey, what small thing can I do? Like, what's a, what's a small thing you do that makes you say, that, that kind of builds that muscle, whether you've thought about it in that way or not. But like, is there something small that you've done or Amanda, like? For me, it's, it's finding the positive in every bad situation. Mm -hmm. And so that, that can range from anything, you just had a bad day because of a bad experience at Costco. Maybe they've ran out of saber-toothed tigers and you're upset about it. <laughs> All the way to, you know, losing somebody. Like it, every extreme and it's not, it's the little things, it's easy. And so it's, you know, everybody has bad days and they come back and they want to vent about stuff and that's all healthy. But what good come, can you find in that? You, there's something that happened in that trip to Costco. Maybe you didn't get the saber tooth tiger, but maybe you got something better. Or there's always, there's always something. And I actively search to find that. I'm just, you know, stuck in traffic. Okay, but I can listen to my music now. There's just turning that around instead sure. of focusing on how terrible everything is, because if, if that's what you're looking for, that's what you're gonna find. Yeah. But yeah. If, if there's something good and you can find it, it becomes a habit to focus on the good things and that brings more good things to you because that's what you're searching for. Yeah. Whenever I get anxious, like this is the trick that I do. Whenever I get anxious about anything, and I'm prone to it because I, I grew up in a lot of anxiousness, the, I, I identify it and then the next question that I think about after I'm like, oh, I'm anxious is like, am I going to die? Right. That's like legit 
all I am like, am I going to die? And then if the answer is no, then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. So I can figure out the steps to not to have this paralyze me mm-hmm. and move forward. You know, it's like a little, this little, and then everything that happens throughout the day, I've gotten so much stronger at not having to consciously think mm-hmm. of that. But the little things, I'm just yeah. like, I'm fine. And we, we were just talking to Abby before we started recording about how great the internet is. Because mm-hmm. there's always something out there that you can laugh at. She was showing us some <laughs> videos before. And I used to have this when I, when I worked at the job job and I had those days that were more stressful. There were a couple of videos that were, were my go-to that I knew that I could watch at any time and it would make me laugh. And one of them was Michael Stipe from R.E.M. Dancing because he, he, he um, flails around a bit. There's a lot of shimmying that happens. It's it's fantastic, but I know that you know that specific video. Anytime I watch it, it, it didn't take a lot of time. It was less than a minute. I would watch that video. I would laugh. Laughing makes me feel better. So I would just that that video is bookmarked for a long time. Yeah. I haven't watched it in ages, but that was a thing where I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling ah, it's too much right now. I'm gonna laugh. Yep. I laugh a lot. <laughs> I was going to say I loved your silver lining example, mm-hmm. like looking for, you know, something good in every situation because there really is something yeah. good if you look in there. But one of the things I caught myself doing recently was I was just like in a bad mood and I was at home and I was working and I just think I had a lot on my plate that day and I was just grumpy and I was just like in a bad mood. And I just stopped myself and I was like, hey, Melissa, if you just decided this could be fun. Like you could have fun right now. It's just completely up to you. And I was like, oh yeah. Like I had this weird little conversation (laughs) with myself and I was like, wait a second, it would be way more fun if I had made this more fun. So (laughs) I just started having fun and I, similar thing, Mm -hmm. I put on some different music and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do some admin work right now. Not my favorite, but I was like, I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee, which I really like. And it's very fun. And I even have like uh, a whole new setup in my kitchen, which I showed you. I have all of my syrups that I can put. I'm like a barista in my house. I'm really into it. And I was like, I even have a Starbucks apron that was given to me. And I mean, I get hardcore. I could be like a full on barista just for a few minutes at my house if I wanted to be. Does the apron get billing over the gigantic Starbucks sign that you have in your kitchen? They're both pretty special, right? (laughs) Okay. But just because I mean an apron. I mean, if I'm making a cup of coffee, I'm going to have fun when I do it. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, anything you're doing that you're finding yourself in a, you know, grumpy mood about, or you're just having a bad day, you can stop yourself and say, oh, wait, oh, I chose to be in a bad mood or, oh, Mm -hmm. wait, I chose to put myself into this mindset. I can also choose to find the fun. You have to acknowledge that it's a choice. You have to acknowledge that it's a choice. And that's a huge thing to do. And that's, and that's taking the responsibility too yeah, and yeah, not absolutely. blaming it somewhere else. Right. But that's another episode. When you, when you play barista in your kitchen, do yeah. people have to tip you? Like, do you make a cup of coffee for Troy and have a She a has jar a tip jar out? coming um, up. And I, I brew for hugs. Oh, geez. And high five. <laughs> I, I walked right into that one. Abby and I just I, said high five in unison, in stereo. 
I knew better. She gets me. I knew better, and I asked I her heart I brew for hugs and high fives needs to be printed on an apron that you sell immediately <laughs> Thank as you. a part of the Woman for No podcast. You know, it's the little things that make me really happy in making coffee. I like the experience of coffee. and I, I don't, It's not just the drink. That's what a lot of people think is like, I'm obsessed with caffeine and the, the beverage. Mm-hmm. It's the whole process. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. it's the it's the, the beans and the smell and the brewing and the sharing and the conversation. And the conversation doesn't always mean with someone else. It could just be some conversation with myself. Or oh, the inside Sometime. voice. Yeah, my mm-hmm. inside voice. She's cool in there. I like hanging out with her. <laughs> inside voice is great. But again, little things that you're doing, enjoying that process. Yeah. It's the same thing as business. Yeah. It, we, we, would you always say it's not the pro- it's not the destination, it's, it's the, the journey. journey. Absolutely, even with as simple as coffee. Absolutely. Wow, yeah. I like thanks it. Thanks for making. Thanks for sharing that moment with me. I'm feeling real good about it. Hold hey. on, I want to sip. You know what I'm feeling really good about? What's that? I went. We went through the whole podcast. I didn't swear once. You did not swear once. But and now that we're getting towards the end, if you feel like you just need to let it out. We can, can we bleep it? Oh, Shane, sure. Be all ready right. for the beeper already. I don't want you to leave here feeling all pent up. I and, can't, yeah. yeah well, so. I'm not pent up, but like, uh, I need to say f- <laughs> um, Diarrhea? <laughs> that one we can leave in. You're oh, okay. so dirty. <laughs> I'm glad I got a, I, I got two, well, two diarrheas in now, so. Uh, <laughs> Can I, is it cool if I tell people where they can find yeah, me? Yeah, please get yes. yourself. Manpreneur. There Thank are many you. ways in which you can find Brent Mukai. Yes. Uh, you can find me across podcast platforms. If you listen to me and you're like, man, I, I wish I heard that more, then <laughs> you can find me at Brent you- Mukai Podcast, M-U-K-A-I. Uh, yes, I did name the podcast just my name because uh, not just your name. That is your name, and you own that, it and it's fantastic. And if you want to learn some great kung fu moves, <laughs> then come peek through my window. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> there, sipping my coffee. <laughs> we'll post his address below. Those will be in her apron, making coffees from you. Um, I'm and- just gonna be shaking my head, like I can't believe these guys. Uh, and you can follow me across all social media at Brent Mukai, B R E N T. M-U-K-A-I. Hey, thank you, both of you. I'm serious. I'm seriously. Yeah. You have no idea what an honor this is to, to hey. be here and be the first manpreneur on here. Um, I, I loved this. Well, we are very honored that you said yes. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it would have been a little weird if you said no, given that you produced this for us. And <laughs> yeah, it would have been kind of funny, but there was nobody else who could be our first manpreneur guest. Yes. And, and we will hope we'll have you back because there's so much to talk about with you. And we appreciate you. And we both want to thank you for all your help because we would not be doing this podcast without uh, your support and your encouragement and teaching us all these awesome mm-hmm. moves. That you and have. How to not give so many hoots about what everybody else thinks? Because we're on video and we're awkward and we make funny faces and we say you know too much and, and all, all kinds of things that are happening. <laughs> all the and Brent taught us it doesn't matter. He said nobody cares about that stuff. He said make the mistakes. That was one of the things you encouraged us for in the beginning was not to Don't worry, even about, worry it. about it. And we stopped worrying about it and we have a lot of fun. Now. We're not giving any hoots. No hoots. Yeah, no hoots. Full given. circle, baby. Yeah. Full circle. All right. High five, Melissa. Woo! All right. Amanda, I'm just going to tap the table for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Woman for Newer podcast. Until next time, you've got this.